The Movie Hour, Episode 71, February 11, 2010. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Mel Gibson Push Him in the Oven Movie Hour. I'm your host, Greg Maloney, and I am joined by my brother James and our super fabulous friend, Jim Patnato. Welcome back to the Movie Hour, guys. Thank hey, you very much. much. <laughs> Push it in the other Movie Hour, huh? That Mel Gibson's a bastard. <laughs> he's reached a new he, low. <laughs> he's un- misunderstood. Misunderstood. Uh, for those that don't remember, uh, Jim P., he's our, he's our special special guest here today, and he was our special guest. He was our resident expert at our, uh, our latest Halloween episode, which, by the way, I think had one of the highest ratings uh, we've had. They were through the roof that week, so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy you're back. I think it was like third best until like this week's Super Bowl, so. <laughs> and the, ma- the, mash, the MASH finale, obviously. Right, yeah, that was number right. one. We were number two for a while. Nice. I'm glad I could help out, boys. Right, right. Um, as, as everyone knows from last week, uh, Jeff Hendrickson, our other co-host, is on his way to India. We'll have more news on that toward the end of the show. That's uh, a little uh, got to discuss some serious stuff then. But but before we get to that, I got one more serious thing to bring bring up. Actually, a couple serious things. First off, it is a blizzard here in Michigan. It's actually not as bad as everyone else is getting it, but I'm going to call it a blizzard. On my way to the studio, I think I saw like three cars in the ditch, and I felt like I was climbing Everest on the way through the parking lot. Into the into the studio, so uh, we started a little late today, but it's it's not my fault. I swear, it's the snow. Um, yeah, and apparently so. we're too cheap to uh, hire a a snowplow service, so I had to <laughs> shovel the entire parking lot. I'm a little sore. <laughs> yeah, when I got to the studio, Jim was out there with a red face, huffing and puffing, and a giant snow hat. That's right. Is he like? Is he? I feel bad for those guys that are walking around like the Statue of Liberty with the tax, the, doing all the taxes right now. They're probably yeah. trolling around <laughs> in snow motors. <laughs> yeah, those bastards. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been crazy, and it's actually it's just about time too because around this time, um, I think we mentioned it before the podcast. We do uh, we have a little event we uh, we do between a circle of friends called the Beer Mile, and we've talked about this before, but. I gotta say, we need to like do some official. We should get some official sponsorship going for this thing because it's just growing and growing. Yes. It's a great time. Um, rules being, if anyone wants to run their own beer mile, it's uh, six pack. Pretty mile, much, can, yeah, six pack mile beer mile, whatever you want to call it. I've got my own nicknames now. Uh, you need six beers and you need a uh, mile worth of distance, and you probably need to have it in quarters because what's going to happen is you're going to drink three beers. Run a quarter mile, drink a beer, run a quarter mile, drink a beer, run a quarter mile, drink a beer. Wait, how many beers was that? And then run a quarter mile. And I think the best time is like 12 minutes held by a, held by a, a special friend, another special friend. And uh, we'll see if we can beat that this year. It's going to be fun. And it's always great running in the snow because, A, um, you end up throwing up all over the place and nobody can tell. And, uh, B, it's fun slipping and sliding all over the place, at least for now since we, you know, breaking a bone's not not going to kill us yet yet we're getting old but not yet yeah it'd be cool if we could become the official podcast of the six-pack mile it'd be our second uh, such contract after i got right. the valentine's day rights right right you hear about yeah, that valentine's, I day. valentine's day rights good work valentine's yeah. day the movie or valentine's no, no, day the, like the day the holiday i met with their reps the other day 
And they just said, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then I went to the candy place and told them, and they said, yeah, yeah we don't think we can put you on any of the little message hearts, but uh, we'll give you the deformed ones. So anytime oh, you guys <laughs> see a deformed candy in there, that's us. Awesome. Congratulations, was, Jim. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't like the official reps like Hallmark or something? Who made Valentine's Day anyways? I, I don't know. It's okay. We're the Who official does, podcast it, of Valentine's Day. Is it Day. Brax? Is Brax or whatever? Is that the candy that <laughs> Brax Probably, candy yeah. makes the hearts? I they they would give me their name when I was speaking with them. So Right, right. Anyhow, uh, moving past the serious stuff, we got, we got our, our usual to take care of the day. We have to move on to our future. The Holly Hunter's Hollywood Hoopla, the third week. Uh, we've had its name. Uh, first topic, Bill Murray confirms his role in Ghostbusters 3, finally. The comedic badass said that not only would he be in the new Ghostbusters, but that he wanted to be a ghost himself. Pretty much it was a stipulation. If I'm going to be in the movie, I want to be a ghost. And sure enough, it sounds like it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. About him being a ghost or Ghostbusters 3? Ghostbusters 3. Well, both, actually. The second one was horrible. It wasn't horrible. You don't give it any... And by Bill the way, Murray he, even said so. Yeah, he did say... <laughs> it was, he, he said, he said that, it was disappointing. Okay. Quote, thank unquote. Thank you. Yeah, that's, he said Hollywood, it, that's Hollywood term for it fucking sucked. Yeah, see, it sucked. <laughs> and the last time I had a trusted franchise that I loved try and make a new movie, they came up way short. Did something about a skull or some shit, I don't know. So <laughs> Which, the, I almost watched that today. Almost. <laughs> but, yeah... I, I'm I'm going in this and not expecting a whole lot, so hopefully I might be pl- pleasantly surprised. And the you're fact that he's going as a ghost though, just seems kind of gimmicky. You're going to see it at theaters, aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Right, right. What's interesting, what's really cool about this, in this interview he did, I think it was with a, uh English magazine or paper, uh, apparently... He's a big advocate of Groundhog's Day and how it should have been made a lot more money. Apparently, it came out on a, a day somewhat like this where it was a giant blizzard and yeah, nobody could make it to theaters. Blizzards. Yeah, back to back. So he's like, yeah, Groundhog's Day should have made way more money. It should have been a blockbuster. It was but, a uh, pretty darn good film. Like, not amazing, but it definitely does its job, you know. But a good comedy, which is uh, getting more and more rare nowadays. Right. Yeah. It's a, And another thing was... He actually was sort of talking about that because he talked about Lost in Translation, too, and how he hates award shows and how he shouldn't have gone. And and we were talking about actually discussing the place of the comedy. Uh, we did a little bit when he did our Oscar our Oscar show. And, uh, yeah, maybe, I guess, getting really off topic, maybe it's just uh, needs its own little award or it needs, it needs something. Comedies need to be respected in this world of uh, bureaucrats. Yeah, they, they get their Golden Globe. So that's all they get right now. Lame. Uh, hey, yeah. Real quick, before you move on to you know, the next topic, uh, I do need to take a shot in honor of Jeff not being here. I, oh, I did yeah, it last Jeff. time. And, I forgot know, about him. Tradition, and I've got it here in front of me. So yeah, I totally forgot about Jeff. While Jim this is, is doing shots, I'm just drinking right out of the bottle. <laughs> I was going to pour one out in the studio floor, but it looks like it's already dirty <laughs> enough as it is. It can be a- <laughs> okay, shots down. Jesus. Are you Okay. Would you take a ah, shot of Crown Royal? Interesting, interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's sort of sick that you're doing that in honor of Jeff being his certain situa- 
certain uh, specific situation right now. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about I'll that. Yeah, I'll explain that later. Yeah, right, right. Uh, topic number two for the Hollywood Hunters, Hollywood Hoopla. For those that did not watch the the useless Super Bowl, you missed a Motorola commercial featuring Megan Fox. The shocking part of this is that Motorola decided to use a hand double for the close-ups of the phone because they didn't want anyone to see Fox's freakish toe thumbs. Brilliant move, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm maybe I'm the stupid one. I had no idea that was Megan Fox in the bathtub until someone told me. <laughs> I, I, I think it thumbs, was. You're like, oh, that's not her. <laughs> I think it was just the bland voice. Like I think it's the exact voice she uses for everything she says in any situation in any of the movies she's been in. And since I've seen Transformers, I've seen a movie with her. Although those horror movies with her seem very fantastic. I should totally look those up. Jennifer's body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, top notch. Same top-notch. person who did Juno. But uh, the uh, my buddy Galloway first turned me on to the fact that she's got thumbs for, uh, I mean, sorry, toes for thumbs, and it's given me the heebie-jeebies ever since. Right, but it's she's actually... also got a, a like a litany of terrible tattoos that they cover up and everything as well. Right, so it's like not even her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching Madonna walk around. It's, it's, it's uh... just her head and her cleavage, and that's it. And actually, we probably shouldn't be joking around, at least about. Killing Jews by Mel Gibson and also uh, killing uh, her freakish toe thumbs because it's an actual condition. Like it's a condition where you have like club thumbs, pretty much, and it's 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 in the medical handbook or whatever they got running around, whatever that disease. Oh, apparently, is. she's ashamed of ashamed of herself. Yeah, she needs to be proud of her. I wonder if she gets to pick out her people to represent her thumbs. <laughs> right, right. Final Moving approval. On. <laughs> Topic number three. If you haven't heard it yet. There's going to be a Smurfs movie, so heads up, Jim. Yes. Smurfs is coming back. Yeah, uh, it's going to be live action slash CGI um, for the Smurfs, and then there's going to be some interaction with real people. And supposedly, it's going to be the Smurf, the Smurf huts or the Smurf village, whatever it is. The Smurf uh, biodome is uh, in Central Park, and Papa Smurf is being voiced by none other than 86 year old Jonathan Winters. Uh, I'm surprised they're using Jonathan Winters and like promoting it because I don't think any of the young people know who Jonathan Winters is. Does anyone know who the Smurfs are? Like <laughs> exactly, a little I, bit too much have... time has passed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't really uh, capture that one while they could have, I guess. And that better be st- still better be the crappy 2D cartoon because if it's like 3D Gollum style Smurfs running around. Oh, like, you haven't seen the picture yet, have you? Oh, no, There's I a haven't. Picture. There's a picture. Do they um, look way too fancy? Uh, Smurfs are supposed to be simple and joyful, not... Smurfs, Smurfs are simple people. <laughs> and simple. Intensely constructed guys. So right, is right. Gargamel the villain in this? Like, is he just a New York City resident? Still? That's a good question. Maybe <laughs> he's the party <laughs> cop. Just wants to step on their houses and shit. I mean, it's the Smurfs again. Some homeless um, guy that moving in on their territory. Which is yeah, which is curious because maybe they'll do like a Batman Begins thing where this is about like how the Smurfs come to be the Smurfs, and then the second movie will be about Gargamel. Like that's wasn't Gargamel like some kind of sorcerer or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely had spells. There were spells involved. And uh, if there's spells anywhere in New York, it's probably Central Park. So that's true. Yeah, it's, that's where it's going to go down. But yeah, isn't I'm surprised this guy's not your uh, your age, James? Like, isn't I'm surprised he's still alive? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's surprised he's still alive. <laughs> he hasn't done a movie in three years. I think it's been uh, been a little while. He's been saving his energy yeah. for this one. The, the only thing people might remember him from is uh, an old uh, Scooby Doo episode where he helped the gang solve a murder. 
or something. Uh, apparently, he also he, he did do like <laughs> alternate voices for the Smurfs cartoon back in the day, but he did not do Papa Smurf. He did some others. Anyhow, getting off Smurfs, uh, going to the next one. Apparently, Paramount blue people are in thanks to Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blue people are coming back. <laughs> Paramount Pictures has officially given up all hope. They claim there will be a new Mission Impossible movie that it will, and uh, will retain the third installment's director and head honcho, J.J. Abrams and Tom Cruise, respectively. When will the creative juices come back for Paramount? Come on, people. I just have one request, and that's it. I'm a, I'm a pretty big J.J. Abrams fan. He's been doing some good stuff on TV, and he's you know, had success with Star Trek. Just with Mission Impossible 4, just tone it down. It's just way too ridiculous. No one respects this damn movie or franchise. Just make really? it a little simpler. <laughs> yeah, it's I had it more idea. There was a Mission Impossible three. Didn't Philip Seymour Hoffman get nominated for his role in Super <laughs> Nominated. <Mission? laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I swear to God. No. Oh, I'm looking that up. Somebody, let's get our interns on that immediately. Get, find out everything about Mission Impossible three. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, the music's cool. Other than that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, musical rock. Uh, Tom Cruise will just fling his shit on the screen again, <laughs> and we'll see him next summer in the next. At least it gets Big Ram's a job, I guess. Uh, is, yeah, is he going to be back? Who knows? Probably. <laughs> what? <laughs> Most likely. Um, yeah, that's it for the Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, I was about to call it the Hollywood rundown. The Holly Hunters Hollywood Hoopla. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with that feature per usual, and uh, we'll be moving on to our movie reviews now. Uh, today, let's see. No nomination uh, for Philip Seymour Hoffman, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Um, yeah. The uh, words, maybe. Jim, you're our, uh, P. You're our special guest today. How about you start us off? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's a short and shitty one. I watched a documentary called Maxed Out. Uh, it was made in 2006. I've seen this. Yeah, we've seen the same, same one. Go ahead. Hopefully yeah. it's about you Max can, You can watch it streaming on Netflix. Uh, have you guys heard of Netflix? It's yeah, Netflix. Really is that cool. familiar? Yeah, is that on that big internet thing? Where they rent yeah. movies to you? Um, no, it's a, it's a decent documentary, and I kind of enjoyed watching it as a film. Um, but Michael Moore has kind of ruined documentaries because everything has like this bona fide, clear agenda. So right. already you've eliminated half of your audience. You've just pissed in the face of half of your audience. Um, and then, you know, if you don't agree with the message, and I could care less about the message, but now show me the documentary about, you know, these stupid idiots who don't know anything about self-control or right. the concept of not buying something they simply can't right. afford. Um, the film itself is basically about the financial industry and the ca- the credit card industry and how they rape the shit out of American citizens as if this is, you know, some kind of glaring news story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to me, this it was just in. like another whiny example of Americans playing the role of victim, like when they trip over their own stupidity and ignorance and ruin their lives. Um, right. The one part I kind of did enjoy um, was when they started talking about the actual debt of the nation um, and the government, not just of the citizens, and the concept of government continuing to, like, utilize more credit to pay off current debt and how that's just being mirrored in the way citizens are handling their debt. Um, But besides that, I just got really angry at the one-sided view. They're not trying to teach you anything. It's just this agenda to get their message out and whine just be a whiny little bitch yeah there's a part uh specifically in that where uh they have i think it's like two 
co-heads or just two managers of pretty much a collection agency, and they just show them just to make them look like asses. And that's like, that's the Michael Moore thing, like you just said. Like, hey, these guys are not good people, and that's right. all they're doing. This and isn't Michael Moore There's film. no argument. No, What's no, that? no, not not a Michael Moore film. Just totally just in similar. that vein. Yeah, yeah. Ever since his much- Roger and Me, this is how probably ninety percent of the documentaries are being made. Um, but something to point out for people, I'm trying to. I'm never going to be able to find it now. Also streaming, not maxed out, but there's another one that's specifically about the uh, the government debt uh, and how much U.S. is involved in it. And well, not U.S. is involved in it, but all the debt they're in and how much you know our spending plans in the past decades and what we're doing now. And that, like, is, if you liked what that was and maxed out, there's you know the whole documentary is about it and this one, and it's uh, um, definitely a little more narrow in terms of. Uh, it's not one-sided, not so biased, but you, you're definitely... There's a, a good... Where to start here? There's a person in it, they follow around, that used to work for the government, that was pretty much just involved in spend. He was on his... Uh, man, he was on some spending board and trying to just pretty much corral spending and figure out what's wrong, and starts his own little lobbying firm to stop all the spending that's going on, and he ends up doing a tour around the U.S., about okay, you know, here's math. Everyone, look, here's math. It's a, it's this tool we use, and we're gonna be screwed in thirty years. And this is what math tells us. And everyone is just there's no there's no news people covering it. It's just the dumbest story ever, and it's 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 bad. Um, Apparently, and, the comedian Louis C.K. is in it. In what maxed out? Yeah, interesting. I don't remember that. Yeah, um, oh yeah, they show clips of his stand-up. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Him being pissed off. That's right, right, yeah. That's right. Being yep. fucking broke. Because isn't he dead? Because... Oh, no, Louis C.K., never mind. I was thinking of... Uh... Louis Anderson? <laughs> no, Louis Anderson! No, Jonathan I was, Winters? I was, no, I was thinking of... Uh... <laughs> never mind, moving on. Anyhow, yeah, I was not impressed with Maxed Out either. Not impressed. I yeah, think, I mean, uh... I I guess I liked it. I mean, it has it, it is kind of moving. You know, it does elicit some emotions. But man, after the dust settled, I was like, God, that really pisses me off. I just, I want an intelligent person to just make a documentary that provides information. Right. It's like the damn news channels now. It's everyone has their own little opinion they have to shove in your face. I think it's getting, getting deeper, deeper into this topic. We'll, we'll go deep here on the movie hour today. Uh, Awesome. I think it's people, I think it's people just trying to find niche markets because now you can't make if you're got a small budget, you just can't make an overwhelming get this for everybody. I want to find my specific audience and aim for that demographic and make a movie for them. And I think that's what this is for. And there, and this movie particularly is just feeding off of just the general public view right now. Oh my God, we're being screwed by banks. We're being screwed financially. We're being screwed. Blah blah blah. Let's make a movie about it really fast. It might as well be the Michael Jackson memoir movie. And like, it's just. They're making money based on just the time it's being released, and they they probably just this was a 2008 movie, right, or 2009? Uh, 2006. Be, so oh, okay, so yeah. it's a little older. <laughs> never mind, never mind. It was uh, yeah. Bush was Bush was still in office, and they take their jabs at him. Um, but okay. again, it's you know, we're all victims of the government. Just do your you know, <laughs> right. Go to your local credit union. Don't buy shit you can't afford. And this movie's never made. Personal responsibility, people. Learn it. Jeff didn't learn it, and that's why he's right. not on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll get to that. Anyhow, I'll, I'll uh, continue with my movie review. Uh, I also was not impressed with my movie. I watched a movie called Breach, 2007 movie. 
uh, starring Chris Cooper, Ryan Philippe, is it Philippe Bay? Philippe? Uh, and uh, Laura know. Lenny. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much ended up just watching this movie by happenstance. I have a have tons of movies in my in my movie library. Picked it out, watched it, and I think it was my roommates ended up catching it. And it was a uh, it's a well, I guess I'll start with the plot. It's a movie that isn't chronological. At least mainly it is. But in the beginning it pretty much talks about uh, the, how this is based on a true story and it's the story of Chris Cooper's character. I forget his actual name. Let's see if I can find it here. Robert Hansen and how he's being sent to jail for treason. And so it's one of those movies where you know exactly what's going to happen in the very beginning based on them telling you. And, you know, you have some doubt maybe it doesn't work out that way or maybe there's some trick to this. But, oh, yeah, he's being arrested and he's being sent to jail for tre- for treason. And then the movie, the rest of the movie continues two months beforehand and un- just reveals what happened. Uh, Chris Cooper plays the bat- the supposed bad guy, Robert Hansen. And also uh, you have Ryan Philippe as sort of his, the eager, trying to please everybody and trying to move ahead in, like, the FBI department. And then Laura Linney playing sort of like a, uh, a department head in the FBI. And it's a story pretty much of Ryan Philippe getting put in this position by Laura Linney's character to figure out what the Robert Hansen character is up to and try to pretty much break the break his code, figure out what he's doing, catch him in the act, and we'll take him down. And it's uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, Donnie Brasco, where you he pretty much meets the bad guy, falls you know falls for him, falls in love with him, whatever you want to call it, becomes very good friends with him, and tries to figure out you know is he really a bad guy or is it just the system's set up wrong or what. And um, yeah, it ends up uh, ends up ending in a very non climactic kind of way. Uh, Chris Cooper does a pretty good job in it. I've I never uh, Ryan Felipe. I think it's Felipe. I think it is. Anyways, uh, he's always bothered me. I don't know why. I think it was ever ever since I've watched him in Igby's Goes Down. I've never really liked him. But in uh, I think it was Crash he was in recently. That wasn't that wasn't that bad. He didn't annoy me too much in that. What do you guys think about him? Is he that's Does funny you say you? that. Uh, he doesn't do it for me, but I certainly um, I'm kind of a fan. Right. Okay. Interesting. Not a huge fan. I don't have posters on my wall or anything. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I liked him in Crash. I'm impartial. Uh, he was in uh, the movie about soldiers, which I kind of enjoyed. Um, Flies of Our Fathers. Uh, that one, but there's another one about uh, the modern wars. Uh, Stop loss or something like that. Yep. Stop loss. Yep. Yeah. That, that that is true. That is true. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he he wasn't so annoying on this one. Uh, Laura Linney, J- or Jim's girl, Jim's girl, uh, does a good job, them. and I, I like Laura Linney too. There were no apes from the Congo in this one, but <laughs> it was still pretty good. Um, also, I'd like to mention pretty much the one highlight that wasn't really. It's more like a low light, but I think they had Chris Cooper wear lipstick the entire movie. I swear he has like. <laughs> Scarlet lips through the entire movie. I don't know if it's like a disease or something, and I feel sort of bad if it is, but I'm pretty sure he had lipstick on the entire movie. It was sort of weird. Off-putting just a little bit. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, sort of like your run-of-the-mill, run-of-the-mill, not like a whodunit, but just trying to figure out who's telling the truth. Do we have some double agents involved, etc.? and... Yeah, not yeah, not a very I've not seen a very this movie, and I remember just being kind of eh about it. Just, yeah, eh, it was alright. Whatever. Yeah, it sounds dreadfully boring. It, does it have any of those cool moments, like a 
holy shit moment where your jaw drops? Uh, no. There are a couple. There are a couple. While we're on the Mission Impossible track here, a couple of like, all right, I need to get his cell phone, get it downloaded before he comes back from spot X, or I'm gonna be screwed. He's gonna find out, and the whole cover's blown. And there's like five of those in the movie, and it's all just stupid. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's my movie review. Probably don't see it. I was actually shocked that it came out in 2007. Felt like it was from 2001. Uh, could have been. I don't know why. Just felt that way. Uh, yeah, James, what did you see? Uh, I've seen a, or saw a movie that you've already uh, reviewed. I ended up seeing the uh, assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. You seem and to be uh, following my coattails a little, little. Uh, I, if you remember, lately. I already claimed that I had that in the house when you were reviewing it. So you know, I've got to get out of jail free card for this one. Right, right. But uh, yeah, and that's why it took me so long is because your reviews are just, eh, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch this now. They didn't weren't real happy with it, so I put it off. Now, but uh, the the public should know that you're a you're a three uh, DVDs at a time Netflix subscriber. Are you not? I am actually. Right. Just want to just yes, want to point I'm, that out for everybody. I'm a heavy load guy, and yeah. I haven't been using it to the best of my abilities, mostly because our, our my famous list that I do with my two friends just kind of stalled out again. But anyway, um, this movie. <laughs> Fuck uh, them, Jim. Let's start our yeah. own list. Seriously, what, what are the two movies? What are the two movies you're stuck out? You have or what's one? Um, one? I have Henry V. Had it for about a month. Ooh, now. nice. That's gonna uh, be big. All right, yeah, the, the other one in house is. Uh, the Hurt Locker in that one. I just got Ooh, so I Yeah, I want to see that. But, uh, yeah, for this movie, Jesse James movie, um, like you said, it was a very long movie, which doesn't usually bother me, but it was a slow movie, and that combo is deadly. And So it was just, I don't know, it just felt very dull and boring. Um, Brad Pitt did a pretty decent job as uh, as Jesse James, had some kind of, you know, wackier moments to his character that uh, he excelled at. Um, what really surprised me about the movie is how one-sided it seemed. Like, they were... Like, the entire tone of the movie is against Robert Ford. Like, okay, this guy is a schmuck. I mean, it's in the title. He's a coward, you know. And I'm just surprised that they took that angle to it since that was, like, the guy that they focused the movie on. Just like, okay, here's our main character, Robert Ford, and he's going to go kill Jesse James. And he's a schmuck. Enjoy the movie. (laughs) And it just just seemed like a weird premise to take and a weird angle to take. And... uh, What's-his-face, uh, Casey Affleck, he uh, plays the coward Robert Ford and was actually nominated for an Oscar for this role, and I don't see why. I mean, it didn't seem that demanding. There didn't seem like to be any, you know, good, you know, you know scenery-chewing lines or scenes or anything like that, so I don't know why he got nominated, but good for him, I guess. Just kind of generic. It wasn't bad, just kind of weird. But, mm. uh, yeah, um, with Greg's recommendation, I would go with the same. It's not very good. Um it probably beats out flipping channels late at night. <laughs> if you, you I maybe do it streaming if you're going to watch it. Uh, definitely don't rent it disc style. Yeah. Um, so that movie's got two notches down. I think yeah. we might just have to. We might need to make a like a system here. If two, if all three of us see something, we just should, and we all say it sucks. We should never mention it ever again. Uh, well, you have you are, seen this movie, P? Have you seen this movie? No, you guys are changing okay. my life because when you reviewed it, I said, well, I'm not going to waste my time with it. See, that's why we're here, okay. P. You're, I you're, trust you guys. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. So when I said I saw, uh, what was it, Demolition Man the other day, and I said it was awesome, and you went, you're like, okay, sweet. I'm going to go with Demolition Man. Yeah, color me there. Right. I'm right yeah. there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Sweet. So, yeah, thank you guys for the movie news per usual. 
So as we mentioned at the top of the hour, um, you guys probably have noticed that Jeff is not here today. Now, I want to apologize because last week Jeff was under the impression, and he, there was no lie there. Jeff said that he was going to India, and that's true. Jeff is in India right now. What he didn't know and what Jim and I were forced to do, um, pretty much our program director there were, said there were things we couldn't say, but today it's okay to admit that Jeff actually was going to India, and he didn't know this. Jeff did not know this. Uh, for uh, rehab to treat his alcoholism. Now, it's a serious thing. This uh, alcoholics are not, you know, they're they're sick people and they need help. And Jeff is a sick person. I'm not saying he's not sick, but we just can't have him around anymore. And I did like Jeff's appeal. Like Jeff brought something to the show that just, you know, it's something that you just can't get from every single person out there. It's a special special attribute and it maybe it had maybe it was rooted in his alcoholism, but Jeff might not be coming back for a while and he we might not be seeing him for a long long time. And the, us at the movie hour just need to move on. We need to we need to push forward and the reason we brought our special guest here Jim P is he's sort of our consultant here. We need to figure out who would make a good replacement for Jeff because I just don't know if he's going to make it back. And it, it's a sad discussion, but it needs to be done. And uh yeah, I guess we should probably get started because there's a lot of there's a lot of things to discuss about about this, and Jeff's a complicated person, and I'm sure it won't be easy to replace him. Yeah, that is going to be rough, and it is a tough time for him, and I don't know why India's got the best rehab place, but apparently it does, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, in, they have in a lot honor of, over there, you know, Jeff, you know, trying to get over this problem, I'd like to, you know, take my second drink now and, you know, toast his efforts. So, bottoms up. <laughs> I know, by the way, uh, <laughs> okay. I'll be Jeff's, the last one on the show. Jeff's, Jeff's kryptonite is scotch, and I don't think they're scotch drinkers in India, so I think oh, that was why they're in India. India. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You can't get scotch in India. You just can't. Or get scotch, <laughs> at least. He's a he's sort of a snob when it comes to his scotch. Ah, so That would make sense, uh, then. <laughs> right. So I guess we, let's start. If if Jeff is not going to make it back, we were probably looking for somebody in the industry already, maybe somebody that's you know knows movies like the back of his hand. Like, do you have any thoughts, James? Like, we need we need to start thinking about this. Well, as far as you know, mo- knowing movies in the back of their hand, that might be a little rough. But I mean, somebody who's really intelligent and can pick that up pretty quick would also be someone I'm, I was thinking of just because of Jeff being a great numbers guy. I mean, he is the numbers guy of the show, and I think we need someone to you know fill those shoes. So I was thinking, like, you know, John Nash from A Beautiful Mind would be perfect. John Nash? Yeah. I mean, he's freaky mm. smart. He could pick up the movie stuff, you know, on the side. <laughs> Freakish smart. Yeah. Did he? Huh. That'd be great. You'd never know who he's talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff did have some quirks. Itself. Jeff did have some quirks about him, which I think he might get straightened out with his alcoholism problem going away. But, yeah, what didn't John Nash, wasn't he, like, schizophrenic or something? Uh yeah, something like that. I mean, <laughs> we, we could send him to rehab too. He could, you know, probably get through it though. All right, uh, all we right. have our doubts can, about Jeff, but we'll see. I can see that, and then Ed, maybe Ed Harris can help him uh, help him out a little bit. That, I'm up for that. Ed Harris is my boy. Yeah, see, there you go. Works for both mm. of you. Not bad, not bad. He's not an alcoholic though. No, he. That's one thing we'd have to work on. We'd have to find. We'd have to teach him how to drink, basically. And it well, probably won't be me, considering I can't even handle two shots. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was thinking. When I had first thought, all right, Jeff's not going to be here anymore. We need somebody as our punchline. You know, we need somebody that 
just we can just make fun of all day and maybe a little dense so he doesn't know we're making fun of him the whole time sort of like sort of like now he can't hear us but half the time we make jokes at his expense and he has no idea um and yeah i don't know i was i was thinking somebody comedy based somebody that's been been through that has maybe been the sidekick a lot and i don't know that's that's a tough call i, mean, I was thinking maybe hmm I wanted to say a name and I completely fucking forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't have it written down. It's uh oh god, we were just talking about him. It's Jeff's boy. It's Jeff's boy. It's uh Adam Sandler's secondhand man slash Snyder. Snyder, thank you. Yeah. Rob Snyder would be a great Jeff Hendrickson. A great one. He's annoying at multiple levels. Uh can't stop talking. And yeah, I think other than that, he's a genius. Norm Macdonald would probably be good too, right around Ooh, the, the, that yeah, range. Good. He yeah, probably but, drinks more than Schneider too. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and Norm Macdonald's looking for work. Oh, I can tell you that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a good Rob point. Snyder's got movies coming out. All oh, heck! The if place. that's one of the requirements, let's just get Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He's got a no competition clause up till September. We're gonna have to wait on that. That's a good idea. We're not though. in the, the late night market. We're in the podcast market. That's, that's a good a, question. <laughs> We should contact his people immediately because people are. There's probably some. There's probably some competition there. That's a good. That's a good point. And yeah, I guess Pete, you're the outsider here, and you yeah. know, like you came in. You're the third party or the neutral party here. Do are we on the right track? Is yeah. this? Is this? We need good? an objective like, opinion. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, first of all, I'm also a Scotchman, and I <laughs> many years ago asked Jeff to be my dear drinking buddy. Um, we even have matching snifters, and I don't think we've had a drink together since. So Jeff can go screw himself, and uh, <laughs> wait, wait. India so, can keep him, as far as I'm concerned. So you're, <laughs> you're the you're, you might be based at the root of his alcoholism. You might need to go over there and help him with treatment, man. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> no, I offered to drink with him. He wanted nothing to do with it, so he can you're drink on his own. You're going to be the first guy that he calls with apologies. Like, for the step three, I need to apologize to all the people I've right. wronged. And it's Jim Make sure you we, answer that call. I'd be honored to be step three. <laughs> Still, Maybe, we all see, love that Jeff. That could be the we, problem. Drinking alone is a big condition of that, isn't it? I mean, we all love Jeff. Jeff's a great guy. So, my first choice out of honor for Jeff would actually be the dude. Ooh, we could yeah. just line up some white Russians in the studio, and the dude could <sighs> sit here and talk poetic, and we could yeah. all just watch the outrageous shit. White Russians. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I really maybe that's all Jeff needed was like a nickname, like the dude. Maybe that would have balanced him out. <laughs> I don't know. The dude's a dude's a great pick. Um, I've got a feeling. Jeff Bridges is going to be a little busy after he wins his Oscar. Hint, hint. He's got it. He's <laughs> yeah. going to win his Oscar this year. Um, but yeah, maybe we can work him in because you know we can we can telecast a little bit here. We'll have him coming from LA and just coming in for his part of the show, and he could say a couple things, say a couple uh, dude verbatim kind of kind of stuff and coitus jokes like that. That'd be perfect. And yeah, I would love to have Jeff Bridges on the show. That'd be great. And if you wanted to be the dude the whole time, the yeah, but, yeah, the, but only in character. If he's not in character, right. then screw <laughs> Yeah, Jeff, can you uh, be the dude? We don't. He's really probably a terrible dude. bore when he's not the dude. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, white. Maybe we should bring white Russians on the show. By the way, I'm drinking also, so I I don't know if that makes the trifecta here, but 
Um, yeah. Jeff just and for those of you that think this is hypocritical of us, you know, drinking while Jeff's in rehab, you got to remember that our role here is enablers, and we do that great. So we don't need to be replaced. We're doing it. We're doing it just fine. Right. Right. Um, I've got another great suggestion to have just as a replacement for Jeff. Just temporary. This might be just temporary. I don't know if I could stand him for a while. Now. <laughs> Bill Shatner, stay, stay with me here. Bill Shatner, <laughs> oh, I'm with you. Has, has, has the the ego that Jeff had. He's pretty full of himself. Uh, has some great quotes from time to time, but usually he's just a jackass. That's that's cool though. Has some good history. Has he's, he's been to a lot of places. Traveled some roads. Uh, captain of the Enterprise. That's a bonus. Um, but yeah, other than that. Like I think Shatner just has the charisma, maybe even more than Jeff had, and even like he wasn't the numbers guy all the time, but I think Shatner could do it. That's a pretty good one. Actually. That's an excellent choice. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he battled with alcoholism, and then just think of the I think fan base he'd bring in too. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. huge. <laughs> all the fans of Raw Nerve on the Bio uh, Channel. <laughs> this is true. This <laughs> this is true. Um. And, you know, he's, he has some quotes that he could say from time to time that we could – maybe we, the best thing would be we could dial up his own quotes from, like, back 80s on and just load them up and have him comment on his own quotes the whole time. I'd love to do that. That would be great. And uh, Jeff likes talking about himself. So this is this is right up the <laughs> right up that same alley. And, yeah, poor, poor Jeff. I, I'm sure he's on a pretty good dry spell right now. but I got another uh, good pick if you want to hear it. Okay, all right. Because – Say what you will, Jeff does add a lot of, uh, you know, uh, energy and laughter to the show. Okay. So my next choice has to be Long Duck Dong. (laughs) Because he would totally embody that crazy side of Jeff that we can't get enough of. Oh, my God. And he drinks, so that's good, Like 16 candles, right? Absolutely. The Donger. The The Donger. And he's traveling a long-distance relationship going on there. You know, there's all sorts of parallels with that character, actually. Interesting. Came all the way to America to find love. You know? And you can't tell me that guy has anything else going on. <laughs> this is true. Oh, wait. He was on Entourage, I think. Isn't he like... Uh, is he? What's his face's uh, personal assistant? Hold uh, on. Piven's characters? Is that him? I, need I don't know. To, I need Maybe to do stuff him. now. That's great. That's <laughs> oh, I certainly idea. hope so. That's a great idea. Hold on. Let the internet do its work. Let Talk that, about a comedy that was Oscar worthy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, there, <laughs> oh, dude, one. he is busy, man. He is busy. Wow. Wow. Okay, go on. Go ahead. I was going to say there's one uh, um, quality of Jeff that we haven't really touched on yet, and that's his uh, his love for you know good films and stuff, specifically Wes Anderson. I mean, he's famous for being a Wes Anderson fan. So this is true. To make up for that, why don't we just get Wes Anderson's mom in here? <laughs> I mean, nobody loves Wes Anderson more nobody than Tom, right? He preaches Wes Anderson nonstop. <laughs> Hold on. i got to draw a line in the sand here. Uh, Wes An- I'm a fan of Wes Anderson, too. And Me, I don't too. Cons- but, I don't know. consider myself his mom. But he's got a reputation for it now, so we have to keep that okay. you know, dynamic to our group. Okay. That's true. That's true. Um <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna make comments about like his laziness or maybe like his you know, he has other drug problems too, but we're not gonna bring those up right now. Uh we need to but, find someone yeah. who can use Facebook too. Whoever that is. I was gonna say, let's let's bring on somebody that maybe Jeff would be jealous of. Like when you said Wes Anderson, let's bring on the Wilson brothers or something. That'd be cool. Ooh, maybe yeah. they could play the Jeff role. Or we could teach him a lesson and show him how much he's hurting people and bring in Keanu Reeves. And show him how much he means to us. Maybe that'll turn him around and help him through his rehab. You guys are quitting a week. 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. I don't know. Like, uh, I guess let's go back. Let's go back to our consultant here. If we, if we like, Jeff's taken care of financially. We're no worries. No worries there. He's 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 set for. But if we end up picking somebody up now, is there going to be an issue where? When Jeff comes back, do we have to take him back, or if the person we the person we pick, like, do we just need to get some contracts down, and Jeff won't be able to replace the person we pick, and we can just keep him forever? It's funny you say that. I have another choice who would solve that entire problem. Awesome, uh, Ben Sanderson from Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> He's just going to drink himself to death as soon as he dies. Ooh, Jeff yeah, comes back temporary, and he has his his job back. Man, yeah, that's a pretty. But he's pro- he's got Elizabeth Shoe now, though. He's not going to come back. He's not going to come on the show. If we have alcohol, he'll come. Yeah. Have you seen Elizabeth Shoe? <laughs> he downs forties in the shower. <laughs> Just leave a trail of beer to the studio, and he's in. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, we don't even have to pay him. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready to have an. Okay, never mind. I'm ready. Let's get another alcoholic on the show. Let's get him. That's perfect. He'll be our replacement, Jeff. We'll see you, buddy. But maybe you'll be back soon. We'll send send us a postcard sometime when you're on uh, when you're not on the bends, any, and uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk again. Can we just uh, get Kate uh, Beckinsale in here so we can have someone hot and with an accent? Now That'd we're talking. Cool with me. You're thinking cool with, with your brain on that one. That's <laughs> yes. good. I like that. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's enough making fun of Jeff. Well, let's let's move on to our. Uh, our usual. for Brimley. He's old. At least he can you know, commiserate <laughs> with me. Somebody, somebody that can talk from your era. That's right. Oh. And you guys are just, on the show. You guys are just talk about diabetes nonstop and like health <laughs> problems and and free blood testing and oh, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, yeah, let's move on. Jeff, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Hope 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 everything's going well. Uh, yeah, so let's move on to our Parker Posey play along. The big, the big dog feature of uh, the movie hour. This is where we bring up a question. Uh, Bring up a question live to our other co-hosts, and then, uh, yeah, they answer it, and we bring it up at the boards at gunkfit.com. And Jeff usually would post it on Facebook, but now we'll, we're going to have to get somebody that posts on Facebook now, too, since Jeff's not here to do it. But anyhow, uh, the question from last week was from moi, and it was in honor of Jeff's trip to India, which is really his trip to be uh, to rehab, but he didn't know that at the time. What's your favorite movie centered around a trip or journey? And a lot of good answers. P, I'm happy you're on the show because your answer was not the best, but it was good. Um, you did say that what did Scott I P say? had I the best remember. answer. <laughs> you said Dumb and Dumber was up there, oh, which right. is really good. Yeah. You did say, though, you agreed with Scott P, who picked Apocalypse Now, which is Boo. probably the best answer Boo. that we got. Very <laughs> Never read the book. I really should, but... Movie's good. Definitely a serious adventure, and uh, when I say adventure, just in terms there definitely of definitely was a journey uh, going on. A con- yeah, <laughs> a constant. Uh, I want to say trans. I want to say transmorph, <laughs> uh, morphing uh, trip down down. Uh, what river was it supposed to be? I don't even remember. It's supposed to ha- it had a name. I don't remember what it was, yeah. but um, v- Vietnam War action style, ready to roll. Anyhow. There was another comment, which was a never-ending story by Joshua, which he knows he knows my heart, and that's that I'll give him a shout-out to. Yeah, uh, I like the Pee-wee's Big Adventure one. I, I did not see that one coming. And a couple people. I swear we one. brought it up. I, maybe, I, I don't remember to hearing again. that one, but maybe. Yeah, but uh, the one thing I do want to say is that uh, um, KPW brought up um, Smokey and the Bandit series. I've never seen any of them. And I, I blame... <laughs> 
the Wix Eye because you know they both love those, and you know I'm not against watching them, so they need to make me watch those. So right. let it be known. <laughs> uh, one other one I wanted to mention, which was mainly just because I love the quote. Also, uh, Michelle W mentioned planes, trains, and automobiles just for. You're going the wrong way, quote, is which a, is... I use that all the time, actually. <laughs> is it Candy saying it to Steve Martin? And Steve Martin's like, how do you? How does he know which way we're going? It's, like, it's some just, random people going... Some random people saying yeah, it. Yeah, on the other side of the expressway. Yeah. <laughs> I like, do oh, love that on the quote. wrong side. How do they know which way we're going? Yeah, yeah it's that line fantastic. is said from Martin, but the first part's a random person. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, again, in honor of Jeff, uh, today was supposed to be his Parker Posey play-along, but... He has issues and he can't be here, so we're gonna we're gonna settle that and give it to our consultant uh, Jim P. Uh, P. I believe uh, you're ready to roll. Sure. Um, well, <clears throat> in honor of the upcoming Valentine's Day, mine kind of has a love theme to it. Mm. Um, I forgot about Valentine's I, Day. I like people to get a little bit more creative. You guys kind of ask some just blunt questions: What's your favorite <laughs> this? Or name your you know least favorite that. Um, mine's just a little bit more intuitive. You got to be a little bit more creative. Um, Interesting. So. I'm on your fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start drinking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is, if you could step into a romantic comedy or a romantic drama and take the place of any character, who would it be and why? Now, it can be a movie that already exists, or you can completely write your own story. Got it. And my answer... <laughs> Don't say Meg Ryan, Jim, because that's mine. <laughs> Wait, you're going to be Meg Ryan? <laughs> my answer... Uh, is I would take the place of Josh, who is Paul Rudd's character in Clueless. Uh, the movie, as you guys know, is one of my ridiculous mm-hmm. guilty pleasures. It's almost yep. my uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in Jim's universe. Um, but he scores big when he lands Alicia Silverstone at the end of the movie. Uh, she's at her young, absolute hottest. She's never looked better. Her dad in the movie is awesome, wicked cool, hilarious. And when he... F- <laughs> By falling in love with her, when he lands, he's landing on this huge frickin' pile of money. He gets to live in a mansion and enjoy all those perks for the rest of his life. And, best of all, he gets to laugh at her the rest of his life. Because, I'm sorry, I love the movie. Everything she says is frickin' hilarious. And I could deal with that. You just uh-huh. like that taboo, like, stepsister scenario going on. I know. Yeah, that is sort of... stepsister. <laughs> yeah. That Which is, is perfect, because Jeff likes that, too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Tenet bombs, dude. That's a good. That's a good spot to be in. Uh, Luke Wilson and uh, yeah, I. Fuck, what's the fuck? Come on, what's her name? Gwen Paltrow. That's what it is. Uh, that is. That's a good one. I do like that one too. I wouldn't want to commit. Try to commit suicide before that happens, though. <laughs> I would not want to do that. Uh, Jim, do you have an answer? Because I, 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 I have I do. one, but I'm not. Okay, go ahead. Um, although I'm starting to change it right now, but I'll stick with the original. Um, I will go with uh, John Cusack's character from Serendipity. Jeremy Piven's his best friend, and Kate Beckinsale's love interest. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Simple and sweet. Well done. Yeah. I didn't know you're a big Piven fan. I like him. Yeah. All right. All I, right. I believe I used him as the answer of Parker Posey as who what I want as my uh, my sibling. Interesting. I like that. I like that shout out. That was my Parker Posey, by the way. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. It is tough. I and I had. Is it any surprise to to Matthew Perry since he had a a, a romantic comedy with uh, Selma Hayek? But Selma Hayek's moving down my list a little bit. So you know. 
Is it any surprise that I also picked a John Cusack movie? Like, how many romantic comedies has the guy been in? Like, yeah, he pretty much owns the genre. Um, man, really. Well, I don't know if this counts as romantic comedy. I was, I was gonna pick Gross Point Blank. Judges, judges. uh, I also, it could be a romantic drama. That was in the question, so okay. I think think you're good to go. The one problem, the reason I like it, isn't even because the girl. It's just because it's Mini Driver. Like, come on, you're billions hotter. Anyhow, so um, you hit man. I don't want to be yeah. I want to be a hitman, and I uh, I want to be dressed in black like Johnny Cash and run around and shoot people. And what's wrong with that? You know, and uh, no one can get, blame you for that, Greg. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Can. I take I have my own moral code, like just like it's John, less taboo than the stepsister no, thing. John Cusack sure. did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, you fall in love with your Mark's daughter. So what? So what? You know, and it's your old love interest from high school. That's sort of cool. That's and you wouldn't have to cool. move because you're right here in Michigan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Perfect. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that. That's that works even better. But the reason I didn't want to pick it is because Gross Point Blank's one of my favorite movies, and I think I've mentioned it multiple times before. I did want to think of some joke where I could pick Meg Ryan. I just I'm, did not pick it fast enough. I bet if Jeff were here, he'd pick Meg Ryan just because he could, and that's what makes him cool. And maybe we can't replace him just because of that. Because he's, he's the wild card. Jeff's the wild card. Um, and, yeah, I'm the brains. Jim's the looks. Jeff's the wild card. P, you're the you're everything. I'm the filler. You're the filler. You're the filler for now. Um, but, yeah, an excellent question. Uh, we'll bring, you, bring it up at gunkpit.com and have it on uh, Facebook if you search the movie our page. Uh, P, can you mention it? Can you uh, phrase it one more time? Sure. If you could step into a romantic comedy or a romantic drama, and take the place of any character, who would it be and why? This can be a movie that already exists, or you can write your own story. I like it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, another excellent movie hour taken care of. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, James, or well, Jim P., our consultant, I'm getting my gyms mixed up here. Uh, thank you for joining us, per usual, and hopefully we'll have you back soon. It was my pleasure. Uh, and, yeah, James, thank you uh, again for the input. I hope everyone enjoyed. Two quick notes. Go USA in the Winter Olympics that start Friday. And happy Woo! birthday to Jim P. on Monday. Hey, get the gold. Happy oh, birthday wow. to Jim yesterday. Yeah, happy birthday, Jim. He had his birthday just recently. Happy birthday to our mom. Yes. Her oh, birthday's yeah, coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, everyone's Jeez. birthday's right now. Birthday yeah, shout-outs. Awesome. Happy birthday yeah. to my wife uh, eight days Whoa. ago. Whoa! Whoa. I know. Crazy. Happy Beer Mile this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you, live you. listeners, etc. Uh, right here at the Mel Gibson Pushing in the Oven movie hour. See you later. Goddamn that Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson smells something. Movie hour. I was going to say. What about Mel Gibson's personal Holocaust movie hour? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Is that any better? <laughs> it's a little better. <laughs> oh my god! Push him in the oven's funnier, but <laughs> it is. I guess like I get it. <laughs> just because it's it's funnier, but it's like worse at the same time. It's arguably comedy, basically. <laughs> It's the I'm going to hell up on here.